welcome back to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. My name is Hector. Sitting across from me is the pain to my Alexander, Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. <laughs> oh, okay. That was lazy. I know. That was um, a lazy one. Is the... Jeez, uh, oh, I can't even... I don't want to associate there are us no with There no two any, good characters. I know. In, is the Chris to my Klein. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm the Tammy to your... Uh, Paul. Paul. They're yeah. just good siblings. They, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they get um, along. Say hi, Keller. Hi. We have a very special guest, our only second guest back after the pandemic. I am so excited that she's here to talk about this movie that she picked like a year and a half ago, I think. Um, you know her from the internet. She's one of the world girls, and she is a true tried and blue bruja. Dorina Arellano is our guest today. Hi, Dorina. Hi, Dorina. Hola, hola. So happy to be here with y'all. Uh, it's very nice to meet you, Keller. Yeah, nice to meet you, and, too. And uh, always happy to be here with uh, Hector Navarro, because That's I right. like saying his name like in a telenovela. Navarro. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for having me, kids. Thank you so thank much you. for coming and watching this movie this afternoon. Um, I also like having you around, Dorina, because I, can, I feel like I can live in a telenovela. I can gasp in Spanish, which is... <gasps> <laughs> That's what that sounds like. <laughs> or como te atreves. <laughs> Which is really fun. Um, so, uh, yeah, we were kind of explaining this stupid idea to Dorina before we started. Dorina, what do you make of our podcast idea? What do you think of it? I mean, look, I think you're both crazy in a, the best way possible. This is quite the uh, journey mm-hmm. you have uh, started. And yeah, started. Uh, I hope we're that you finish it. I hope that we're all still alive. In the next few years, yeah. until you finish the 500 list, <laughs> you crazy kids. I feel like, cosmically, the world won't end unless this podcast is a, done, right? That's yeah. a good point. So maybe thing. you shouldn't finish it. That's the uh-huh. thing. We'll keep adding. We'll just never watch The Godfather. Exactly. We'll get all the way, <laughs> get through all of them. I mean, the world certainly tried last year. They tried to end us. It tried. But we're back, baby. But then we put our podcast on a hiatus, a little kind bit. of. And we'll watch like, a bunch of other crap. Well, we um, can't. Dorina, do you remember when I, because I don't remember, when I asked you to be on the show a while back and sent you a list of movies and then you picked Election. Do you remember why you picked Election? What's your sort of like history with the movie? Now I kind of want to go check my DMs and I know. see what the other movies you you asked me about. I think I might have picked that because, number one, I hadn't seen it in a while, mm-hmm. but I also remember really enjoying it when I saw it in the theater as a teenager, literally a senior in in, high, in Mexican high school, mm-hmm. and, uh, and right before I moved to the U.S. So it was a really uh, interesting cultural phenomenon for me to watch a movie like that. Wow. And so that's what I remember from it. And I think the other movies you have chosen were maybe more popular. I was like, let's go with election. That's a, yeah, that's, I don't think a lot of people would pick that. I agree. I think it's it, it, for, for like some of the movies that are coming up or the ones that we sort of just tackled uh, a year and a half ago, <laughs> it does feel a little bit like an outlier. Like Keller, read some other movies that are still on this page. And, and uh, to the kind Incredibles. Of, yeah. <laughs> First one on this page. First one we did this year. Uh-huh. The, uh huh. Yeah. Greed. Which is a silent film. No, I'm saying name the popular ones. That's not a... Sorry. Like, the Incredibles is a Night perfect... of the Living Dead? Exactly. Hell yeah. yeah. Casino. Yeah. Cloverfield. Yeah. Garden State. <laughs> Paris, Texas. Yeah. As written down by Roger Deakins. Yeah. Uh, Shop Around the Corner. Mm-hmm. Which nice. isn't... It's old. I don't know how popular it was. How is Cloverfield then. above Night of the Living Dead? <laughs> hey man, hey man, if we want to do this right now, what how is, is we could be here all day? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through. I mean, and look, you should never say anybody's art is complete shit. But yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you which movies we watched were 
pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> Flesh by Paul Morrissey from 1968. Did not see that. Didn't Incoherent like it. garbage. Didn't like it. Uh, that probably was cool. In the Company of Men. Didn't like it. Made me wish that I could light myself on fire. Mm-hmm. The dude in it apparently was also an election. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The guy, th- this guy, I forget the actor's name, but he produced In the Company of Men and he starred in it alongside Aaron Eckhart. And they were both great. I mean, the, the cast was really good. They were very good, good at it. Fucking, that's rough to get. But already, so. I think Ocean's Eleven might be a perfect movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's at it's the bottom. 500 that's on crazy. This list. <laughs> it's certainly better than Cloverfield. Yeah. Yeah. It I is. like it better than Election. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like Election, but yeah, you're yeah. right. Ocean's Eleven's great. Um, well, let's go ahead and ju- let's go ahead and jump in, Keller. Why don't you um Here's the thing. We have a uh a, like a live-in old British man who stays here with us at the house, Dorina. His name is Sir Giles. Sir Giles. He's knighted. He's knighted, he, or so he says. And he's so old and he's so British, so we've asked him to kind of read the little blurbs of the movies to help us get into the headspace of Empire magazine, Empire magazine, British magazine. Yeah, to now, help us, you know. Giles named after the uh, Buffy character? Oh, no, no. Sir Giles was born in, he's, I think... He predates that. He's very old. 1901. I, yeah, I think yeah. he's... I think that character is named after him. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> very, very old British man. But here he is anyway. Here he is. Keller, if you could hand him the magazine so that he can, to his discretion... Now, there's a little bit of a longer blurb for yeah, a write-up. Gonna, he's, it's going to be truncated. election. Not a full-page spread of... Selena, Kyle, Michelle Pfeiffer. Everything over here. gets a blurb. This is a paragraph. A little paragraph. So it's and maybe uh, it's with a couple of run-on sentences in there. Okay. So it's up to Sir Giles. Whatever he wants to read, he doesn't have to do the whole thing. But Sir Giles, if you could please tell us what movie we're talking about today. Three hundred and eighty-nine. Mm. Election nineteen hundred and ninety-nine. <laughs> Director Alexander Payne. Boo. It is strange <laughs> to see this as Payne's highest entry on this list. Surely one have expected the broader, more audience-friendly sideways to have snagged that spot. In retrospect, perhaps not. A film that manages the gargantuan task of goosing both the Darwinian proving ground of high school USA and the Byzantine machinations of the American political system, boo. Election is satire masquerading as quirky comedy. All right. That's that like was, half of it. I, I enjoyed that. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank Sir you. Giles. Thank you, Sir yeah, Giles. Uh, I was saying thank you on his behalf. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what do we think of that little write-up? Do we think it's like pretty accurate? Do we think it's spot on? I mean, I I don't know which I liked more, Sideways or this. It's probably this. But I think I like other Alexander Payne movies more. Yeah. Like which one? I know I like The Descendants. I thought mm-hmm. that was good with George Clooney. And right. I think I, I like Nebraska. I think I like Nebraska too. I remember thinking that was a good movie. I, I just don't. Never they don't. Seen about Schmidt. Yeah. About have, Schmidt. Or I downsizing. Seen that. I haven't uh, seen. That. I have not seen downsizing. I've seen most of the other ones, and I think mm-hmm. Election is my favorite of mm-hmm. all of them. Sideways is a second favorite because mm-hmm. purely because of uh, uh, what's his name, Thomas Hayden Church's He's scene great. in the golf, uh, <laughs> like where he's throwing the golf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, it's <laughs> the golf club. Yes, the golf club. Uh, yeah. Dorina, do you agree, disagree with that uh, little magazine write up about Election? How do you feel about it? I think so. I mean, it, it's. It's clearly a movie that is, I think we said it when we were watching it, um, half of it seems to be a, par- a satire mm-hmm. of American politics, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the way uh, our election system works and, and, and people, uh, how all these different types of people that run may not necessarily be the people we want to elect yeah. uh, in all different kinds, whether it's people that are either too ambitious and manipulative and you know dangerous, like bad faith actors that are only out there for themselves, whether mm-hmm. it's 
just plain idiots <laughs> that are just there because someone told them to be <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah so so it, that part is very interesting and then i guess what it what is missing from uh, uh sir giles's summary is uh <laughs> it's probably in the second half that yeah omitted it's it's the just you know the the thing that shows up in a lot of alexander payne's movies which is the midlife crisis <laughs> situation that a lot of uh people go through specific uh, especially men Mm-hmm. So um, I'm more interested in the other half of it. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I think that when the movie was doing that, it was like great. It was fantastic. When the movie was focusing on on being uh, on basically saying what it's saying about politics, uh, I think there were there was a there, I think it was you during as we were watching the movie. You're like, this is such a great. This is absolutely American politics to a T. You know, as as the as the story was unfolding. It's the it's yeah it's the it's the men making bad decisions in their midlife that it's like oh I've seen this in movies too many you know too many but that's what Sideways was about it's right <laughs> yeah and it's interesting because in this movie it's um it's not telling us to necessarily side with Matthew Broderick like he's a pathetic guy and then so is his friend at the beginning of the film Dave the guy who has an affair with Vodney the yeah who with has Tracy an, the student yeah yes. who has an affair with Reese Witherspoon's character because at the end of the film she's like i wonder what he's doing now and it cut to him just being in a dead end whatever so yeah, that's price the, checking job yeah that's a movie being like this guy sucked mm-hmm. and of course he never went on to anything you know important he has like a he sad didn't write life this novel right yeah. but but at the at the same time though i feel like and maybe this is something true to his other movies like specific also especially sideways mm-hmm. where the main characters in the election are matthew browder's jim and reese witherspoon's tracy right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's you can at times empathize with both of them yeah but you know that they're both kind of dummies or narcissists or Mm -hmm. so i think that that's what's great about his movies is that he makes you empathize with characters that you know are constantly making mistakes and uh in in a way that's like they're not just two-dimensional characters if that makes sense yeah Yeah. it's true it's and also the whole time i'm like she is a child i know she's a child (laughs) (laughs) matthew broderick you need to be above this exactly she is a child why are you punishing her for your shitty boy her or your shitty friend exactly exactly (laughs) i mean it's it's tricky because it's tricky because the movie tries to say like it's both this adult man's fault but also Tracy because she's like an ambitious annoying person and I'm like yes and even at one point in the movie Tracy's character was like you may think that so-and-so Dave was manipulating me but like I you know I was all in on but this also relationship at that point, or whatever. I'm like, this is a child I, absolutely this. it's, it's like two adults you know, talking I know I know it was really <laughs> whenever a 16 year old says it's like two adults and it's like Shut, no, what are you, sh- what are you talking up. about? Right. <laughs> right, you know, and then the, and then the movie, like, it's it, it it is tough because I want teenagers to not be written like they're children in movies, right? Mm-hmm. I don't sure. like that. But on the other end of that spectrum, it's like I like Juno, but not because it's realistic to me. The kids in the movie Juno do not talk like like Elliot Page, like all the like Michael Sarah's character. Feel like they it don't gets kids those age more than. Maybe. I don't know how exult, how old Alexander yeah. Payne was when he <laughs> right. wrote this movie. Exactly. Well, it's but. like a. I mean, I was a fan of Buffy growing up because mm-hmm. uh, I was literally the age of the character in high school. Shut but uh, but all our other my other friends were loved Dawson's Creek, and any time mm-hmm. I tried to watch it with them, I wasn't a huge fan of it as yeah. much as they were. But they all spoke in a way that I'm like, no teenager <laughs> speaks that way. <laughs> like, Chris just, Klein. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, Chris Klein in this movie. I mean, can we just talk about how how he was basically uh, he 
Chris Klein went to the Keanu Reeves acting school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And apparently this was his first movie. Yes. And it was. he it works was perfect. Keanu yeah. Reeves in yeah. the movie yeah. and I loved it. I know. He was just a big like golden retriever. He was just big dumb puppy dog. Right. Yeah. That I really liked and I want and we he were was all such like such a nice guy the whole time. Yeah. Praying for Tracy and yeah. his sister. Yeah. <laughs> Still, you know, coming from privilege and stuff and I but like even at certain points he was like, I know I've been really lucky. I you know, thanks God by give, giving me like a truck and giving yeah. me like, you know, what I what I've been told is a large penis is what yeah. he said. <laughs> what is what people like felt about George W. Bush? He's I know. like he's an all shucks kind of yeah, guy. I want to yeah. have a beer with him. And yeah. all shucks war criminal. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, um, but no, but I mean, I was, it, I was. We don't know Paul's war crimes. They don't show <laughs> us those in the movie. <laughs> but then we can also agree the best character was Paul's brother Tammy. Completely. Paul's brother. Uh, Paul's sister. Yeah. Paul the brother. I do that Tammy. all the time. Yeah. Because yeah. ESL. Mm. All the time. It's mm -hmm. really bizarre. Well, mm -hmm. I'll be like, she, her. Like, that's why when people talk about pronouns, I'm like, I'm fucked because I'm, <laughs> I mess up those all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To go hermano, hermana. Like yeah. You have to. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But mom. yeah, Tammy was totally the best character. I mean, she, Definitely. she's a, she's the one that ended up being the, you know, uh, this girl that realized she was into girls mm -hmm. and, and then uh, gets dumped by, mm -hmm. um, her the, friend, her yeah, girlfriend, who yeah. who go, who ends up with her brother, yeah, which sucks, yeah, and then um, I guess that's why she seeks revenge, and then she ends up running as well mm -hmm. against both Tracy and Paul. Mm -hmm. But what I love about it is that scene where they're all giving the speeches uh, in 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 the that gym, and yeah. and she's basically a total nihilist uh, yeah. and apathetic anarchist that's saying like, what what do these elections matter? Uh, you know, like vote for me, and I'm not going to do anything because student government doesn't matter. I'll, do, uh, I'll like dismantle the student council yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah that exactly. was exactly and she she this her speech basically is what a lot of people think about yes politicians and yeah. politics in general right like yeah. where burn it all down exactly it's interesting right and mm -hmm. and it's and it's hard because i get it i mean you guys know I, i've i had a political show for for like most of last year mm -hmm. and so i understand how uh, apathetic people can become mm -hmm. um i what i try to remind people is like there are good faith actors in government it's yeah. just that you have to be paying attention to who those people are seeking support those discerning because there's so many bad faith actors yes. right yeah um so but at her age at tammy's age and and, and i think a lot of young people uh do get disheartened by what we see right mm -hmm. so so she was she her speech was great because she's like yeah like it doesn't matter it's okay so what if we vote it doesn't matter right? what what would you guys do if you were like the principal of that school and those three kids kids were running let's say tammy won what would you do I'd fire Matthew Broderick. <laughs> oh, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> of course. Let's say that's a given. But uh, but let's say Tammy was like, I want to dismantle the student council. Would you let her do it? Would you do it? Or would you be like, no? I don't even think she would actually dismantle anything. I think she would just be like, let's just have a prom. And, you know, like like Paul was, I think like uh, Chris Klein's character, uh, mm -hmm. Paul was suggesting, let's have a haunted house for a Halloween. Like, house? let's focus yeah. on the fun things, you it was know, just kid stuff. It yeah. was great. But unfortunately, I mean, the I forget the principal's name in yeah. the in the movie. Yeah, but me um, I mean, he there's that scene after Tammy gives her speech mm -hmm. where he goes into his office with uh, Matthew Broderick's character, Jim, and the other guy that's on uh the other movie <laughs> in the company of men yes. i think he's like yeah, the yeah. vice principal or something yeah so they they're all talking about like how we can't let this happen mm -hmm. right and i think i told you guys it's like this is like when the billionaires meet afterwards and we're yeah, like exactly. no <laughs> this is the candidate we want right which a lot of people uh on the super left like me are like yeah that's like 
we wanted Bernie and we got Joe, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. it's a similar situation there. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I mean, if I was a principal, I, the school wouldn't be like that at right. all, right? Like I think a right. lot of school systems are indoctrinating uh, children and at 100%. points and at points militarizing them even. So um, I would have a very different type of school in general. I would I don't even think I'd have like what do because that's an interesting thing to me. Uh, I lived in Mexico until high school, right? So mm-hmm. I moved to the States for college. Mm-hmm. So I never got to experience uh, the American high school experience mm-hmm. except via movies, right? So I thought y'all were crazy, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. So and, <laughs> um, and so what was it, what's interesting to me is like, did that actually happen at every school? Like where you guys actually had like a student government and what did the student government do? And even in it the U.S. existed, but I never was invested in any way yeah even in the u.s i know california is different than texas and that's the thing you know you said that's what school's like in america i was like man that's what school's like in california yeah <laughs> no, ah. no not at all interesting <laughs> hollywood lied yeah um i think we did have one but i also don't recall it being any of any importance at all not this cutthroat or anything yeah. but even this like yeah like Tammy said, it's like no one cares. There wouldn't be this stupid assembly to waste everybody's mm-hmm. time. That mm-hmm. all it felt like. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I ever voted mm-hmm. unless it was like a thing we had to do in class or something. I said as we we're watching the movie that this film made me feel good because I was like, I think I had a pretty okay high school experience. And I remember, and that's when Dorina, you were like, yeah, I thought American high school was crazy. And we were kind of talking about it during the movie. But I just remember that when I was in middle school, grades 7th and 8th, here mm-hmm. in the United States, that seeing TV and movies, I did think that high school was going to be crazy. I thought there was right. like tons of drugs. I thought it was going to be like, oh, students are having sex all the time. Like I thought it was going to be yeah. so scandalous. Right, like American Pie, like, Ken Harley Wait, yep. like all those movies that we like, grew up with. We got to lose our virginity tonight. Yeah. Like I didn't that go kind to of... a single party <laughs> my entire... I only went to senior prom. That's the only one I went I to. I didn't even go to my prom. I went oh, to someone man. else's prom. We didn't have prom. Oh, man. Well, I mean, we had graduation. We had a yeah. party, but it wasn't yeah. a prom. Like, it was like a school-sanctioned No, thing. like we didn't have like homecoming king yeah. and queen, right? Like I always yeah. thought, yeah. which I was that part I was bummed about because I just wanted to like be carry, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come out and have somebody pour a bucket of blood yeah, on you. exactly. Um, well, I can tell you from experience, you guys didn't miss anything. I think it's just this weird sham excuse to still get money from students somehow. Like, and it somehow gets into the school. That's what it is. That's what it is. And and in fact, my senior prom had a thing where like the school sanctioned, this was in San Diego, uh, the school set up a boat tour after the party. Hell yeah. That went kind of for hours all through the night, but it's really just a, a way to keep, you know, your kids safe. From getting drunk. From yeah. going somewhere and having sex or having, you know, a good time. So they like, did one of that for yeah. after graduation where everybody just went to. It's called Main Event. And main it's got a bowling yeah. alley and yeah. an arcade. And, a <laughs> and I, now looking back, I'm like, that must have been so cheap. But I think parents paid a lot of money per kid. Well, one of those kids you know, like, I have a boat. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I remember my high school experience was... As soon as I got into high school, everybody was cooler than I thought they were going to be. Like, mm-hmm. there wasn't as many clicks. There wasn't, it wasn't that bad. That stuff still happened in my high school experience. It was some bullying. There was some, you know, just normal kid stuff. But by the time I got to like junior and senior, it was one of the experiences where like one of our homecoming queens was like a very nerdy and liked, well liked girl. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, it, it it's like, like it, that scene in 21 Jump Street. Yeah. Where walking up to the kids and it's like, 
drives up in an awesome muscle car and he's like oh you think that's good for the environment yeah, and yeah. that's what the popular kids are saying kids were like smart yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know and we're <laughs> because kind of that's because nice times change exactly. right yeah that, but exactly. that, but yeah i mean for a lot of us that grew up watching like 80s movie not just mm-hmm. 90s movie like i when i was a child and i watched like you know the the um what's it called john hughes movies mm-hmm. for example yeah. i'm like that's how high school is no. <laughs> you definitely not should at all. not have been watching those. not at all no <laughs> uh yeah uh, absolutely i i i think that those three speeches were so good that might have been my favorite part of the movie because reese witherspoon comes out she does her speech and it was like a good That's speech a good speech yeah. where she was like she quoted oh god who did she quote henry I don't know, david thoreau henry david thoreau she had like a very inspirational you know it's it was like, like a, a boilerplate yeah politician's speech well, it was good what do you mean by good because i thought it was a good po- speech by a politician the that's lying to you mm-hmm. yeah. right yeah. because I, full of specifically she 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 said certain things that i thought were great uh, in the screenplay where um i think it was something about like a vote for me is a vote for you for like of type us. of thing so so it's it's this thing that a lot of politicians do where it's like oh yeah like like this is we're all in this together and we're yeah. part of a Platitudes. team but there's clearly she's a character she's there for herself and for her own success you're right, right? so i think i got i think i got got i you think got i got tricked got. you would have voted That's for what tracy i think i would have yeah but then i saw it from a politician yeah and then it's very funny when so Paul funny. reads, which also is like a good politician speech, <laughs> but then goes full on high school. And he's like, and then I'd store it. I'd be like a touchdown or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, he just kept reading the whole thing like this and kept moving from one sentence to the next and get, you know, didn't look up once. And it was so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. Chris Klein. He did great. He did great. He was so good at Keanu. He's a good Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> really good Keanu Reeves impersonation. Yeah, yeah. and you said he's still doing that. He's still doing that. That's man. still his style he of was, acting. He did a great hey, Keanu on Supergirl. Why stop? Mm-hmm. What works? That's worked for him. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. I looked him up. I looked him up. The villain he you played paid all sp- that money to go to this school. Yeah, to the Keanu, Keanu acting school. school. Yeah. Uh, what, what's the What's the Keanu acting school? <laughs> Lesson number one. Lesson number one. Be See you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. What does he say? Be, Be yourself. yourself. <laughs> Lesson number two. You should read the words in the script. <laughs> Lesson number three. Learn about Socrates. <laughs> Socrates. <laughs> uh, I love uh, them both. I love Keanu. Me um, too. Me too. But I Who love. Doesn't? Who, which one of you was it you Keller that said uh how he pronounces that word in uh oh yeah oh, uh Bram Stoker's Dracula yeah. one of my favorite movies because it's a crazy movie mm-hmm. um but Keanu's British accent like that's my favorite Keanu He's thing maybe to one see. of the craziest parts of that <laughs> movie. it's just insane especially because he gets so many scenes with Gary Oldman mm. right who's incredible mm-hmm. um going f- all out Dracula yeah and And he's like come Dracula but that's literally and he's doing a British accent you'd like to buy these properties he's like trying so hard to do a British uh, accent oh yeah the place uh, he says Budapest 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 that's amazing um and so much of it is Keanu Reeves narrating via letters. Yes. <laughs> so it is just him reading like, the re- way yeah. that Paul was in election. <laughs> so great. And, um, and then Tammy But in a British in, accent. That actress Tammy who comes in, who, by the way, I looked it up and she passed away in 2020. That's so sad. Like in December of 2020. Yeah. So just a few months ago, which is real sad. But um, she retired from acting a little bit after this. She was in like a few episodes of Freaks and Geeks, and then mm-hmm. a movie. I think, I think I remember and that's her from it. Freaks and Geeks. But me too. Well, she, she was a. She did a great job in this. Yeah, she did. Really, really great. Really awkward and angsty. Well, yeah, her speech, like, which is basically fuck everything, tear everything down. I was like, yeah, this is, this is awesome. It's yeah. all very true, especially mm-hmm. in high school. Well, it, that's the thing too, right? That um, I'm 
to me, she's the most relatable character yeah. because yeah. she's the one that's honest and calling things out how it is, mm-hmm. right? How how they are. Mm-hmm. But um, what what's interesting too is to think about you know yourself as a teenager and your belief system and like how either as an adult you become either more or less nihilistic Mm -hmm. uh, because her Mm -hmm. character is that, you know, so that's, that's interesting interesting thing to think about uh, for myself. Like I remember, uh, you know, when you're a kid, you're more hopeful and then you get a little bit older and you're like, the world is trash. There's no, so or whatever. And so, um, so it's interesting now to see these movies as an adult because what, what's been weird lately for me is watching high school movies. I don't get as interested in them mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. But with Election, um, it's a more uh, adult-oriented movie. Oh, absolutely. Right? It's not so much about the kids' lives as it is about the election system in general. Mm-hmm. And so um, what I liked about what that's kind of what I, what, I re- what I really like about it, that you see yourselves in these students and their values and their beliefs, right? Like the whole movie starts uh, with Jim, uh, Matthew Broderick's character, talking about morals versus ethics, mm-hmm. right? So um, so that's what's so cool about it uh, compared to other high school movies. Right. Yeah. Like I'm always going to love um, whatever uh, uh, Pretty in Pink and, and Breakfast Club. But mm-hmm. but specifically, this is like, you know, what what happens to you um, once you graduate high school? Where do you go off and mm-hmm. how do, and, and, and where you end up um, and how different of a person you become than you were as a teenager? It's always interesting. Yeah, I, this is this is so not a movie for high school kids. Oh no! It's like I have, Rushmore. I have a story about that. Okay. I finally get to share this dumb story, which is really funny. But um, uh, I first saw this movie when I was a kid, and I was twelve or thirteen, and my mom went to go rent it from like Blockbuster or something. And I remember that there was—I think it was a DVD. It wasn't a VHS. I think it was a DVD. Damn. And um, we started playing the movie, and at one point, and she's never done this for a movie up to that point, and she's never done it for a movie after. Really? But she never, got ever. Never. She let us watch whatever. I can't mostly. tell you the number of movies my parents <laughs> stopped just because they said "God damn" or something. In a pro- yeah, God, or, yeah, yeah. Very, oh man, cover your eyes, cover your eyes. Very strict upbringing. Leave color. the room. I'll tell you to come yeah. back in. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wow, I watched all of. I mean, mm-hmm. I watched Alien as a five year old. Yeah, that with checks my out. Mom. That we checks had out. a machine that would edit out curse words. No, no. Yeah, how? I have no idea how it works for to like this day. a VHS tape or for what for anything you could hook up to your TV and it would do it for a TV yeah. and now you never say cuss words because and of I it. won't <laughs> <laughs> why because I'm not trying to go to hell <laughs> so, so Hector, my, what, what happened my mom uh, we start watching this movie and everything was fine and it was like maybe what five minutes into the movie yeah yeah because I told you guys the part is when it just cuts to Dave. the guy to Dave saying her pussy gets so wet and my mom went, okay, and got up off the couch and took the DVD yeah. out. And what'd she say to you the, after? The best thing ever is that she, it, right after she took it out, I was kind of like, Your I remember. Mom has such good lessons. She has very good lessons. She does. I remember kind Tell of laughing and, and being embarrassed. But she, she was like, uh, we're on the couch and she told me, I don't know if my sister was there. I don't think so. It may have been just me. But she tells me, I have a younger sister. She, my mom tells me, okay, Hector, that thing that they said in the movie, it doesn't really have anything to do with with um i don't know exactly what you said like that doesn't make a difference or doesn't it shouldn't matter some women have their vaginas like that and others do not <laughs> and it's okay and it's normal and i was just like okay mom. you should have your mom talk to ben shapiro lesson. i should <laughs> my mom would make ben shapiro feel better 
which I don't want to have that's happen. true so I don't want mm-hmm. no he no she wouldn't he would be like actually no I, I no, they According do not get science, moist my, my wife's never been wet and I, and I don't mom, know what you're yeah, talking about my mom would be like no they do yeah you're uh, just doing it wrong buddy <laughs> my mom also gave me another lesson I told this to Keller and and uh it's been backed up you've like I've asked my mom about it in front of you yes but when I was a kid my mom said as a life lesson keep track of your sperm <laughs> just keep track of it always make sure you know where it everyone goes. everyone is like, okay <laughs> where everyone is where, where they all are keep a tally absolutely head count, Gotta do head count. <laughs> um so so my mom is 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 pretty she's a modern mexican woman she's pretty open about stuff but i just thought it was so funny that that's the thing where she was like y'all was jehovah's witnesses we, for like we were, two weeks we were which is <laughs> really funny now i have a question yeah would she have because in this case dave is talking about a student Right, which is right. so wrong. Right, Very different. I'm curious if she would have turned it off if she, he was talking about just an adult woman, a, a woman his own age. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe still because because the movie is up to that point. It doesn't feel like it's an R-rated comedy, mm-hmm. and that is a very shocking kind of like a yeah. It sets the tone. It's not like it eases into it. You know. Um, yeah, that's Alexander Payne yeah. slapping all of mm-hmm. us, being yes. like, "This is what this movie is." I yeah. think if that movie, I even think even if that movie, or even if that line wasn't in the movie at that point, but was maybe like an hour into the movie, I bet you my mom would have, we would have just watched the whole thing. You know what I mean? Even if it was like a mm-hmm. inappropriate, illegal student teacher thing, I think my mom still would have been like, "Okay, this movie's telling you that this is bad, right? I'm going to let my kid watch this and and kind of have him understand that." But um. Yeah, I like yeah, like I said, I think she's she's super open about a bunch of stuff. It was just maybe seeing a close up of a man's face saying that. My mom was like, No, not this one. <laughs> not this comedy. <laughs> it's also just awful. Yeah. The situation. <laughs> that man saying yeah. it too. It yeah. Is. I mean, there's no re- there's no, no way any of us wouldn't be uncomfortable watching that right mm-hmm. like yeah. it's it's a mm-hmm. Even, honestly if that man said it about his wife mm-hmm. i'd be like i don't want to talk to this talking guy talking about dude? well I that i would actually be like good for them because <laughs> that means they're a happy in hey, a happy man, marriage i'll tell you about me and my wife's sex that we had yeah. last night oh man it's yeah. so great yeah like if you guys were, if you're like married and you're telling me that your guys is like it's yeah. like i'm doing a good job because my yeah. wife's happy i'd be like hell yeah you keep doing that but now but those students yeah absolutely yeah. no the other thing that was was weird about the movie i feel like oof. on school grounds i know <laughs> i know uh dorina do you have i feel like you pretty much tackled your kind of overall thoughts on the film is there anything else that you wanted to uh to mention or to talk about or well it's funny i think while we were watching it um i mentioned she's gonna end up being a republican mm-hmm. oh you're uh, right tracy's character you right and uh spoilers uh at the end of the movie uh when jim runs into her um, randomly after time, a lot of time has passed, mm-hmm. she's uh, literally with a Republican politician getting mm-hmm. into a limo with him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, th- I just think that's, that's such a good ending because uh, it, it unfortunately, so as I said earlier, so many people that shouldn't go into politics, go into politics. Yeah. Yes. Right. And so that's just, that's just proof of like, uh, you know, they start, whether they start young, like it's, it's, it is interesting to think about that just from a perspective of the human condition as to like what people aspire to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and in aspiring, it's like, do you, are you looking to serve yourself mm-hmm. or serve your communities? Whereas like, unfortunately, that people are going to politics, a lot of them are there for themselves. Yeah. Yes. And if you're going to politics, you should be there to serve your community, mm-hmm. right? So so I just thought that that was such a great ending of like, and, and by the way, I am by no means like a Democrat either. Like I think they all suck and I'm a Bernie bro and um, I 
think that there's great uh, progressive people in in uh in the dnc uh not in the dnc i hate the dnc i mean like people like uh jamal bowman cory bush that are like newcomers Mm -hmm. into the Mm -hmm. democratic party Mm -hmm. that are actually like us Mm -hmm. and have lived in their cars or have been principals and actually are human beings that's the best (laughs) not like mitch mcconnell or nancy pelosi right that have been there forever and are clearly just to be in power and don't really care about anybody mm-hmm. but themselves right mm-hmm. and so it's it's so i just wanted to give a little bit of hope to the listeners it's like there's good people out there you just got to look out for them it's not yeah. the people in the news um but uh unfortunately like we end up with you know people whether they're republican or democrat in power that mm-hmm. um are the tracy flicks of the world yeah did you not do you guys know that according to wikipedia according to the director of this film he says that this is Barack Obama's favorite film about politics. That's what I read, and I yeah. was very surprised by that yeah. because uh, I know a lot of people don't like to talk shit about I Obama. I would say that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, the president currently likes my movie yeah, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, like, it's like, yeah, like by I'll the give way, myself good press. Sure, Alexander Payne. Sure, sure, sure. Because yeah. on Wikipedia, actually, just says that Alexander Payne says, says this. I know. <laughs> it's I know. not that Obama's Alexander? been quoted. I know. Election. <laughs> Yeah. It's my favorite movie. Yeah. About <laughs> I don't oh my it. God. Thank you. Or maybe it is. I don't know. But what were you going to say during it? Is it oh, no. Is I was just going to say it's funny because like I, I think most people don't like talking shit about Obama, mm-hmm. uh, which I, you know, obviously would much rather have him than somebody like a mm-hmm. Trump or a mm-hmm. Bill Clinton or whoever the hell we've had. Uh, but um, it's interesting that he says that because it's like. Barack Obama saying that means that he obviously is a very intelligent man that understands politics, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so he mm-hmm. knows that this is like an accurate representation of our election system and people who run uh, for politics. But yeah. I'm like, dude, you know, and you, you still mess some stuff something. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you did some good shit, but you also took away some of our rights. So what the hell, man? Exactly. But anyways. Exactly. That's, I think that's really funny too. Uh, I also like how the, I guess sort of my overall thoughts are that I, enjoyed the movie more than i thought i was going to i did too i, really I was did. very nervous going in me too because just anything just from a, the 90s a comedy about teen sex things i know i mean we were nervous when we were watching like the naked gun with leslie nielsen a few weeks ago just oh, because i love those movies yeah it it was pretty good it like there was a you know a few jokes here and there that were like oh that doesn't hold up so well yeah. we've gotten more sensitive than that or aware or whatever but like going into election i was like oh man is this gonna be is it gonna be very kind of one-sided and very maybe chauvinistic and and it, and it still... kind of is but i was i was just surprised at it's like this keller and i had never seen the movie heathers oh great movie yes great movie mm-hmm. and we watched great it. high school movie yeah and we watched it a few maybe now like two years ago a year and a half that ago. feels ahead of its time even. yes no enough forever why no forever. forever keller and i had never seen dirty dancing Ooh. and we watched dirty dancing and we were like this movie's about abortion Awesome. I had no idea yeah. that, and that Patrick Swayze dancing. Uh, that's what that's what it's really about. Yeah. yeah. But I, mean, I, I st- we still can't do the lift. Yeah. yeah. We try Nobody all the time. Can, yeah. <laughs> he tried to lift me. I tried to lift mm-hmm. him. It doesn't work either way. We're working <laughs> on it. You did not have the time of your life. Did not. No. no I fell. I, I had felt that way many times before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie, the thing that surprised me was the the satire of politics. It was that whole thing. I think really did nail it. And and like we were saying before. The weird thing for me was the, 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 the focus on a middle-aged man in a marriage attempting to have an affair, thinking about having an affair, thinking about sleeping with a high school student. 
this other character at the beginning of the movie having an affair with a high school student, that kind of stuff. Also, like, a man punishing a high school student yeah. for what his best yeah. friend did. But mm-hmm. then the movie's also, tr- I think, trying to justify by being like, look, Matthew Broderick's character also just doesn't like Tracy. And I'm like, okay, that I that I get. Like, sure, be- because she's not, like, she's not likable. Yeah, exactly, totally, exactly. Yeah. But, and and the, weird, the thing about it, the, that whole thing that was very weird was that right before we started watching the movie, Keller sent me an article about uh, Rose McGowan because she made some accusations against Alexander Payne hmm. and said oh he was sort of like grooming me and we had a relationship and we had he would like statutory rape me when I was under years old she said she was 15 and and that he was over 18 and that she and that he was like inappropriate with her and did this and that showed and then, a soft porn film yeah. to her that he had directed under a different name correct correct and so alexander when she Payne, was a teenager when she was yeah. 15 Oof. according then, to her which led to mm-hmm. yeah and then so alexander Payne, apparently him and his people were like i deny that i had never met her after she before she was 18 years old or whatever mm-hmm. but when i did meet her for this other role we went on a few dates and then that was it like that's kind of how he sort of says everything so then Rose McGowan came back and she was like, well, now fucking fuck like, him. All like, you had to do was apologize be and honest. acknowledge. Yeah. So right. she's really, really upset at it. And she and she specifically brought up election. She goes, when you watch this guy's movies, understand he has a point of view that that maybe his films are trying to normalize. So it was very interesting watching this movie. Knowing that. Knowing that because I'm like, shit, maybe it is. But again, the whole time we're watching the movie, we were talking about how none of the characters in this are good people. Mm-hmm. But, but it's I feel but comedy, the and it's even the two characters, the two lesbian characters, mm-hmm. uh, one of them dates the yeah. brother out of revenge, yeah. and Tammy runs for election out of out revenge. Of revenge yeah. They're just emotional yeah. reacting Reactors. to their, yeah. Sure. And Tammy, that's, I mean, not Tammy, uh, Tracy. Tracy, that's yeah. her right. whole deal. Yeah. Well, that's interesting you brought that up because I didn't know the Rose McGow- McGowan. Uh, yeah. I, uh, What's I it called uh, that allegations, yeah. but I didn't um, either until. But uh, what's interesting is that even though I didn't know that, I mm-hmm. was thinking about because um, mm-hmm. whenever I'm watching these movies, I know that when you watch like '80s, '90s movies, you're always going to find something that's outdated, and and yeah. it just happens. It should still remain there as a part of our history. Yes, like um, sixteen candles, exactly. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> blowjob ghost and Ghostbusters. It's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, look, yeah. it's in the movie, okay? But also, what's wrong with blowjob ghost? <laughs> Nothing, but it's like a PG. <laughs> it's movie. such a. Uh, that's fine. It's kids need to know that sex. <laughs> exist disney's stupid anyways well here's the thing it's not even real it's such sex. a bro joke it's it's just dan Aykroyd. Fi- like if it was a real scene that they he left makes in, a funny face yeah if it, he goes let's all acknowledge his funny face <laughs> kind of like chris klein in this movie was so funny but if it was a real scene that they left in because it's like a real woman ghost was like right. oh, i want to i want to you know give a blowjob to this guy that's one thing, absolutely. Right. And also, back then, there was no PG-13. There was only pg I know, those were the good old days. Those were the good old days. How did they undo his belt like that? <laughs> but, I thought that was so cool. As a kid, I remember that scene thinking, that looks really cool, oh, like, effects-wise. Because when you're yeah. a kid, you're not thinking, oh, there's sure. a penis. Like, you're just thinking, sure. oh, this oh, is a cool. funny-looking scene and cool-looking scene. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. His underwear. Yeah. yeah. But uh, in case anybody doesn't remember, like, the, the movie Ghostbusters reveals that it was just Dan Aykroyd waking up. Like, oh, so yeah. it was all in his head. So go. I'm like, that's a even a, that's a cop out, dude. Like, True. either do the blowjob ghost or don't do it. But then 
it's in the movie, whatever. It's PG. Why it's are you fine. so mad at the blowjob? He's just screaming about ghosts. <laughs> I wanted. To, I want them to commit. I wanted them to commit. <laughs> commit to blowjob. No, but um, no, but so as we were watching, New Haunted Mansion. I was thinking, how necessary are some of these storylines? Right. And uh, right. because there is a scene in the movie that we were all like, oh no, uh, where uh, Matthew Broderick's character Jim is having sex with his wife because they're trying to get pregnant, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and then he he's I think he, they're doing a doggy style, so mm-hmm. you only see the, the back of her yeah. head, and you see an image of Linda, the woman that uh, is was uh, married to Dave, his friend, yes, and c- that now Jim is attracted to that he's sort of into Mm -hmm. and so he starts picturing her and you're like that makes sense because Mm -hmm. it's like we all think about you know people well like if you say you always are like having sex with somebody and you're only thinking about that person you are a liar (laughs) right like that is the most innocent thing bills yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's the most innocent thing that somebody can do because they're not actually cheating on anybody right Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. like that's just whatever gets you wet i guess um, i guess you know what you convinced me about blowjob ghost you're right it was it's just dan Aykroyd. it's an innocent what's his character's name Venkman? No, that's no. Venkman is Bill Murray. Uh, fuck. And then um, Egon. It's it's not Egon. You got Venkman. You got Egon. It's you not got Ernie Barfman, Hudson. You got Flimpman. Uh, you got Duke. Spangler. You got Spangler. Is it Spangler? You got no. Starsky. Close name. You got Hutch. There's Egon. There's. Uh, you got. <laughs> What the hell is this name? You're reaching for your phone. You're looking yeah, it up. There's people I right now. Know this. There's people right now like screaming Yelling at their the radio or Dennis. at their computer. Ghostbusters like. is fine. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, but you convinced me if if it's just a Dan Aykroyd thought. Yeah. You're right. It's a, it's a pretty innocent thing. Yeah. You know, kids watching a PG movie, they should know that men like Dan Aykroyd have those thoughts. It's, it's and women Zed do more. too. Yes. Like every Zed, I, if, Oh no, what's that's his name. That's Ernie Hudson's character. Yeah. Okay, I'm trying. I'm sorry. Yeah. Why do we I not really know Dan Eckert's Ghostbusters name? Uh, is he like, telling me about Dave Coulier? That's Why? not helpful. Oh, was he almost a Ghostbuster? I no, he did a voice of one of the Ghostbusters in the, in the cartoon show. show. That's right. That's Stance. Right. Stance. That's what it is. S-T-A-N-T-Z. Okay, okay. Something Stance. You got Venkman Spangler Stance. Ray right? Stance. Ray Stance. Ray that was his name. The I first name is what I forgot, Ray. His, his stance, stance is laying down. It's yeah. just, it's laying down. <laughs> uh, so then what happens in the scene, Duna? You said that he's yeah, picturing so Linda. Yeah, so he's picturing Linda. And yeah. then all of a sudden, Tracy's yeah. face pops yeah. in. Yeah. And it, it was an interesting moment because I think we're all like, oh, no. you know. But uh, I wonder, I was like, is that you know, a, a an interesting, um, what's the word? analysis mm-hmm. of just human beings mm-hmm. and sex and mm-hmm. in general like what people you know uh how how we sometimes maybe combine or mesh things in our head sure. with our own um uh you know paranoias com- that that kind of ends up mixing uh w- you know when when you're in bed all of a sudden all your stresses come out mm-hmm. and you're and you're and whatever you're going through in your life mm-hmm. that comes out like i'm sure it's happened to all of us we're like we're having sex and uh we we think about like work or things that we don't want to yeah. think about right yeah but then you also it's think the on the other hand is that really like what does that say if about the story? Is, is that necessary is or not? Tracy saying right. that exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, and then and then I was half expecting him in that moment to, to be, like, be like, Oh, oh I can't. god, sorry, oh. I can't, right? But yeah. he leans into it, he leans it into it, turns yes. into like a hate, fuck. yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't like this guy, right? So that was, you know, that was, uh, anyway, it was just interesting to kind of to know about maybe this thing that alexander payne did and to watch the movie and to see the sort of themes and 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 again it's it, even with um broderick's character who like rightfully gets fired for sort of yeah 
you know meddling meddling he still ends up so happy it seems right but it's but it's it's that's the it's thing i kind he of has i kind of struggle with it. himself as happiness yeah i kind of struggle with it because the movie is saying in a narration it's like but this is america you can always start over right and i'm like that is, was a good line are we, are we letting him off the hook or, I don't think so. Or is this sort of like he sort of paid his dues? Mm-hmm. Kind of a can are people more multifaceted than than you know than making one mistake? I guess and um, and having to to pay for it. Because I don't think he I don't like did anything legally reprehensible. Right. Exactly. Like yeah. Uh, he he messed up. Like he made friend. a mistake, and he and we just got resigned. to see inside of his brain. At exactly. That one point. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And, yeah and he, like, and he is he really on. this whole, like, yeah, he, he was stupid about, mm-hmm. you know, how he treated his wife. Right. And Absolutely. he definitely um, took advantage of Linda, who was mm-hmm. in a very vulnerable position, mm-hmm. like a, now a single mother. Dave had, you know, yeah. had freaking mm-hmm. like his her ex-husband had, had slept with a freaking student. Right. Mm-hmm. So obviously Jim's character yeah, did some poor woman. Yeah. Did some messed up stuff. Both yeah. of those. But wives. Um, do the do do we outcast those people from society or do we let them grow and be better and learn from their mistakes the movie's telling us or matthew broderick's character is telling us he's kind of grown and learned from his mistakes and he's happy in this job and he likes a new relationship and he has a new relationship and he's like i'm taking it slow like it all seemed like okay maybe he did learn from how he tried to have an affair while he was married instead of kind of being honest with himself and then how he acted at school i'm glad then was sad What's that? I'm glad Dave is sad. Yeah, Dave just seems sad, the guy who slept with Tracy at the beginning. But then the last thing that happens in the movie is he chucks a soda mm-hmm. at the car because yeah. he's like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at Tracy anymore. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you fucking, who, the, who does she illusion. think she is? And and he still does it. So it's all an illusion. He's still that he's kind convinced of himself angry. That he's happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, that, but that's, I think that's why I like the ending so much because yeah. you don't, it, it leaves it up to the audience, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very like, Oh yeah, yeah, I'm over it, whatever. And then he's like, "Never mind, I'm gonna throw like," mm-hmm. uh, which is such an innocent thing to do is throw like a whatever milkshake so to a car. limousine. Yeah. Honestly, throw yeah. whatever you have in your hand at a limousine. Yeah, especially like a politician's <laughs> Unless one. Unless it's a funeral, but then even maybe then. Yeah, I guess it's funny that like Tracy ended up becoming more of the adult, and he kind of regressed to a child. Well, because you know, she's she, kind of always been one, right? Like that's what, and, but and then Jim isn't the only of what an adult should be. Yes. Exactly, yeah. like, Keller, and and that's uh, like other a lot of people would see Tracy's character as somebody who's just really intelligent mm-hmm. and ambitious in a good way, mm-hmm. and that actually you know uh, is just su- a successful human mm-hmm. being, mm-hmm. but uh, without acknowledging all her shitty qualities of self-serving narcissist you know because jim isn't the only one that dislikes her in this movie right like i mean tammy uh literally when she's praying uh because uh she's going to catholic school now with all girls and she's so happy about it she's like hey god i guess we i don't believe in you but i'm going to catholic school uh so that tracy chick is a cunt you know (laughs) which is a beautiful world word i always love that word in her prayer yeah so like clearly like she wasn't well liked by a lot of people that Mm -hmm. were against mm-hmm. the things you know she values she's and, the and status quo it was exactly. really it was really sad when in the movie when she was self-narrating and she's like you may think just because i didn't have a father and i do, and i'm not somebody who believes like the traditional bullshit thing of like every kid should have like a mom and a dad or two you know like a parent to i don't think that's true but when she goes 
you may think that just because I didn't have like a dad, I was looking for a father figure. I was looking for a father figure, but then she goes on to describe the the middle aged man she's having an affair with as like, but he was just so strong and he was taking care of me, and I'm like, that's exactly what. So there's there's definitely things that Tracy's a character like she needed to like work out. Yeah, she needed to work out. To, I just you know. I do wish it spent more time maybe with Tracy. Maybe because I feel like totally. we do so feel she was the lead. We're definitely trying yeah. to feel more sorry for Matthew Broderick Maybe. in this movie. Well, and that's why I wish I I appreciate the Jim storyline. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't as interesting mm-hmm. as the yeah. politics uh, storyline exactly. because uh, what you just said, Hector, about um, you know the the thing about Tracy is that a lot of people see her as you know or what did you say color the status quo or like mm-hmm. what they should yeah. be but like she doesn't even think there's anything wrong with her right right like she mm-hmm. which a lot of people like that's a huge human flaw that we a lot of us have that we all i mean look at the internet look at social media right mm-hmm. like we tweet out everything like we think we're right and my opinion is correct and yours is wrong mm-hmm. and i have nothing to learn right and so like it of course you should be studious and 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 you know gain knowledge but she was book smart right mm-hmm. like she was conniving she was she she never looked at as like everything that happens that's wrong is not my fault and it's Mm -hmm. like i'm the victim and other people uh you know if i don't win this is other people's fault which is like that's not the type of people we should be but a lot of us can be that way we were also being like oh what's going on with her mom we wanted to know more about tracy's mom like she's barely in the movie so yeah if the movie had focused more on her and maybe more on her and her mom that would have been a really interesting funny it makes me think of rushmore but that's one of my favorite things about rushmore is uh seymour cassell mm-hmm. the dad mm-hmm. he's just such a sad he like changes the grade from like a 60 to like an 80 so it's i wish there was more of that at least yeah. totally because yeah, there's only sure. that one moment where the mom's like maybe you should have more posters yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i don't know or maybe listen to me i'm sorry honey and you know and her and if tracy have a xanax <laughs> yeah have a xanax <laughs> with a glass and, and then it's like is she a, is she a bad mom or, or is good? she a good mom i don't know yeah. hey you were like, what's on going on with her hair? It's like she's trying to go to prom Yeah, about Tracy's We mom's. were also like, maybe she should be in therapy yeah. after the affair she had with yeah. the teacher. Exactly. <laughs> the like the, like her mom that. found out about this and yes. she was upset at uh, the, the teacher and the mm-hmm. school. Not saying she shouldn't be, yeah, but also but like, figure things out with your daughter. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Like mm-hmm. at least therapy, like you said. I yeah. Just ignored it. Oh, maybe for election two. Who knows? Oh, man. <laughs> now, I do want to say, uh, yeah. I know a lot of people love uh, Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde and all these other movies. I love her in this. Like, she is great. fantastic. So good. She really, so really great. is. She might be the best actor in the film. Agreed. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Chris Klein is the best actor. Chris Klein. We, we love Keanu. We love, uh-huh. Chris, we love uh-huh. Keanu. Just Min- mini Keanu. Graduated yeah. with flying colors from the Keanu School of Acting. He uh, nails it. But Reese Witherspoon really is... I think it makes sense that like she got this real great career in the early 2000s, basically based off of this movie, right? And right. Pleasantville. Yeah, and Pleasantville was before, that was this, before this. Yeah, because Cruel Intentions was the same year. Same year as this. Wow. Yeah. And it's, two, it's so many different characters yeah. that she's playing. I That's mean, true. what a great actress. I think it's. Uh, and then some, she can sing and walk the line. Yeah. Sometimes it's she a little. She does all of it. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little cynical when I see. When I when I read about like actors specifically choosing their career, knowing what would help their career the most, instead of like, oh, I just like this material or whatever, whatever. Like Will Smith and his agent back in the '90s looked at all the top-grossing movies, and it's like, oh, they all have aliens in them, so I'm gonna do a sci-fi, and then boom, he gets this incredible career. But welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. But I also 
it makes sense and I'm happy for actors are able to pull it off. Like, let me talk about Blade Runner for a second. Oh, please. Dave Batista said the same thing for Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. It's a small role at the beginning, but he was like, that's the thing that opened me up and got me more different types of roles. Not just the action. Like Not just Drax. Yeah. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, as great as it is, yeah. he was like, that wasn't the thing that got me a bunch of different types of roles. Right. It was me doing Blade Runner, which is so separate from... He's so good with those tiny glasses I on. Love he it. really is. He was great in Army of the Dead. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but yeah, I... Yeah, he's ex- the best yeah. part of it. He's, he's really good. He's awesome. Yeah. I, I got to meet him once, and he's the nicest, coolest guy. I asked him what type of music he likes. He's like, I like jazz. Like, Hell he's just yeah. this huge... Huge, like rippling muscle, like nice guy. <laughs> That's awesome. I want to just in his home gym, yeah. just blasting yeah. jazz while he works out. Yeah, like whatever. <laughs> Listening he's doing, to Miles Davis, it gets him jacked. Absolutely. I mean, I I, I remember at a Comic Con one year when he was talking about Guardians. He was That's like hard. trying yeah. to do it to a beat. To a beat. There's no. <laughs> It's so sporadic, the jazz, exactly. <laughs> but it, but look, jazz, I mean, we're going to get into jazz. Mm-hmm. I mean, come Let's on. Let's go. Come it's on. The best. Like, that's the, it's we gotta so, see so the most underrated genre of music. A- absolutely. Yeah. I would love to get into, Darina, can you give us a pick for a movie that you think deserves to exist in the greatest movies of all time list? I mean, you just mentioned Blade Runner, not 2049, but you go the, the final cut. Blade Runner? The final, final cut. cut. The you fi- got to write oh. that. Blade Runner, well. the final cut, is oh. get the that, best movie. Get that narration out of here <laughs> out of there get it gone okay especially when Harrison Ford's character is not I can't the hero tell you in the movie <laughs> how much more I liked that movie when that was gone oh yeah well well, so well we, we did it because we did 2049 recently yes we did wait what did you say you liked that movie oh without, without the narration the, yeah had you never seen the final cut no that was my first oh. I'd only seen regular Blade Runner it is the the best version of Blade Runner yes I think is the final cut Agreed. but I am somebody who I actually like 2049 more than the original. How old are you? 33. That makes sense. Yep. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Checks out. <laughs> yeah. I, also I am like 38, it better, which is but why. I don't love either. Well, how old are you? Uh, 30. I'm 30. That would make I'm sense. I'm definitely 30. <laughs> I'm 38, so <laughs> I like the original one. Uh-huh. You had yeah. a great theory, but you yeah. were, were you were kind of telling us a little in the in the house when we're watching the movie, and I don't want to ask you to repeat yourself, but it was so good. Can you just kind of briefly tell us why Blade Runner the original is better than 2049. Oh, okay, well, there's a lot of reasons, but since mm-hmm. we're talking about election, I'll mm-hmm. summarize. And um, uh, one thing that I, I just want to say, like the Blade Runner 2049 is a groundbreaking uh, movie visually. Mm-hmm. It is a spectacle of a movie. If you ever get a chance to see it in the theater, it's fucking beautiful. Uh, however, half of the story is great. Um, everything that has to do with Ryan Gosling's character uh, living in this society where he is in, you know, uh, basically a uh, minority, yeah, right? Yeah. And uh, all of that aspect was great. Mm-hmm. I did not think the uh, Rick Deckard storyline was necessary. That, this uh, is crazy to me. You were, like, you were like, I wish Harrison As someone who wasn't... likes the first Blade yeah. Runner more, yeah. that's we're, what is... Yeah. yeah. But so, I love that. I yeah. love that. It's Be- a great well, take. Well, because they did it because of nostalgia purposes, mm-hmm. right? Like that's how studios sell movies is that they bring back the mm-hmm. old characters, mm-hmm. and especially if they're big actors like Harrison mm-hmm. Ford. They, but, they definitely weaved it into the story where they're like, what if Ryan Gosling thinks he's a biological child of exactly. Harrison Ford? That's how we'll weave him in. We'll do a Sean Young CG cameo. Yeah. You know, they, they leaned into that. You're right. Yeah. And so my thing is, is that the original Blade Runner was marketed 
horribly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, Harrison Ford's character is not the hero of the, of the movie, of the story. He is a basically a cop, mm-hmm. uh, and all the cops in Blade Runner are basically hunting replicants. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they are hunting... Uh, it's a very... It, what I think uh, really Sky was trying to explain to us is that these uh, replicants are created by, you know, humans, by specifically Tyrell, mm-hmm. and they get treated in a way that's inhumane, right? Because yeah. not only do they get only like a four-year year lifespan, but they're there to serve and to be the slaves of humans. Slave labor, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. And so uh, Roy Batty's character, uh, played by the wonderful Rutger Hauer, mm-hmm. uh, R.I.P., mm-hmm. um, he ends up being the most humane character. At the end of the movie, he ends up actually not uh, killing Deckard. Yeah. And he shows us he's the most humane movie, even, uh, sorry, he's the most humane character, even though he is supposed to be the villain and he's supposed to be a replicant who's, supposedly mm-hmm. doesn't have any humanity right right so like that's what i love about the original so much is that not only was it uh done in such a poetic way like every single dialogue line is so poetic right mm-hmm. it's like um uh obviously the Roy Batty's entire monologue at the end is like my favorite scene in any movie uh when he goes you know uh, all those moments will be lost like tears and rain oh time to God. die it's like oh and then vangelis's soundtrack i can go on yeah but um so i just thought that that to me is the main point of the original and to bring back Deckard is like exactly. he's kind of a hero now it feels like Especially the second doesn't have a point exactly so much as like just, the first one you said it's so poetic yeah the second one feels like we have a crazy twisty sci-fi plot that we're gonna run by a, right because because De- what's the point of bringing fan service thrown in yeah like they never mentioned Roy Batty like like what's the point of bringing mm-hmm. Deckard by because like it's not like Rick Deckard's relationship with um uh Sean Young's character mm-hmm. um Rachel mm-hmm. is this like amazing love story yeah it's it's it, actually it's kind of messed up it is bad exactly it's iffy. yeah I don't like so it. I just thought it was really strange that they decided wow. that would make sense but you, I I don't know Dorita, well, it's what uh, it's what people do even to like Batman and Superman. They'll put the logo on the back of their pickup truck, but they don't get yeah <laughs> or any, what any of it means. Like the people that about. stormed the Capitol with the Punishers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. idiots. Yeah, like Punishers, the bad guy. Dorina, this is crazy though because you are the first Blade Runner fan mm-hmm. that I've ever talked to, and I have grown up in Southern California. I've lived in LA for close to 10 years now. So I've met a lot of like Blade Runner movie fans because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of them here. Um, you're the first fan who's ever said Roy Batty was the hero. Deckard's not the hero. Of yeah, the I've movie. never heard that before. That honestly they didn't makes understand it, it. It makes it better it does for me. Make it better. It, that's why it's my favorite movie. Wow. I blew wow. your mind. You kind of did. You did. Both of ours. Hell you yeah. Did. And you're our collective mind. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, so that's a great reason to have the original or at least the final cut. We've already put you down to you know. Come. Yeah, back for in a few years from now, yeah, when, yeah, if we're still alive, whatever, if we're yeah. all still alive, that's the that's the goal, man. That's the goal. <laughs> we're gonna get some replicants to replace us if we need to. <laughs> that's true. Maybe so. it'll just be the replicant versions of the three of us hey, doing the Blade I'd Runner like podcast. It. I'll take it. Hey, if I could get the day off, yeah, that's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> Darina, thank you so much for coming on to the show today and watching Election with us and hanging out and sharing your love of Blade Runner. We're gonna have to have you back to watch uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine in three D. I'm down. If you're yeah, down. It's that's a cool. beautiful looking movie. It is. Mm-hmm. And in 3D, it looks really cool. Hell yeah. It does. I don't think you'll like it more than the original Blade Runner. Right. I, don't think, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Uh, you've convinced me. 
But um, you've also convinced me that blowjob ghosts are okay. Yeah. This yeah. is a great day and for I me. I now think that Blade Runner 2049 needed more blowjob ghosts. Absolutely. Exactly. I less think every Jared movie. Leto. Less Jared Leto. Way less Jared yes. None Jared Leto. More blowjob ghosts. Replace Jared Leto. Four. With, with blowjob, blowjob maybe even just the scene from Ghostbusters. If we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, oh I'm okay God. with that as well. Oh, if we can, speaking of Army of the Dead, if we can digitally replace a problematic male actor in that movie with the Stay Puft Marshmallow, with the Stay Puft, <laughs> no, with the Tignataro, like let's replace Jared Leto in Blade Runner 2049, just because I don't like him with Tignataro, or I love Tignataro, Stay Puft Marshmallow uh, Man, or Army of the Dead. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody, she's the best. She's she great. really is. Um, okay, Keller, what's the next movie we're watching? We are watching... Oh, my God. I think I know what it is. The English Patient. Dear Ooh, Lord. Is good it good? score by Gabriel Jared, I think is Ooh, his name. Okay. I'm a soundtrack nerd. Ah. I think it's favorite? a good movie, what's but your... I was like a kid, so I hated it because it was like a yeah. melodrama. I appreciate yeah. it now as an adult. And it's super okay. long. It's super yeah. long. Well, I'm glad I didn't see it as a child then. Good news for everybody. Well, first of all, who's the composer of it? Gabriel Yared, I think. Awesome. Y-A-R-E-D. Listen for that. It's streaming on HBO Max. It's on DirecTV. So we're going to watch it on HBO, HBO Max next week. What is your favorite film score of all time? Do you have one? Blade Runner. Yeah. <laughs> I, sh- I walked I right into that one. How do you feel about the 2049 score? I thought yeah. it was great. Oh, yeah. I thought uh, Hans Zimmer and Benjamin Walfish did a great job. Yeah. Um, but it is much more atmospheric than Vangelis's original mm-hmm. Blade Runner score. Mm-hmm. Blade Runner, uh, the original score is like, has a melody to it. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's also, it makes you feel like you're in a sci-fi world. No matter if you watch it in the 80s or if mm-hmm. you're watching it now, Vangelis' mm-hmm. Blade Runner score is brilliant. It's like, yeah. what a piece of art. I'm obsessed with it. Absolutely. I literally, I think I love the movie. Like 50% of the reason I love the movie is the score. I'm awesome. obsessed with it. Um, yeah. Awesome. It's so good. I think the score and the way it looks are the things I like best about totally absolutely both movies. yeah the visuals yeah. mesh so well with his score oh yeah completely yeah. Mm, and especially once you start talking about it as being more poetic mm-hmm. even now i'm liking it more yeah yay nicely that's my done. job nicely yeah, done to you make you job. guys like uh, Runner more. <laughs> before we wrap up where can people follow you find your work support your work let everybody know yeah so um i am one of uh three world girls uh with roxy strands of sabra um roxy and i used to have a uh, work together at collider mm-hmm. and last year with the pandemic we ended up creating this company with Seth sabra awesome. and uh we literally are three girls that give things a whirl uh similar to like you have jack guys you have the try guys there's not really women that do this so True. we uh we have uh, uh we live stream every wednesday and sunday night and uh, it's a small, awesome community that we've, you know, uh, kind of gathered. Awesome. And it's, it's great. It's really fun. I love those girls. Uh, our community is like the nicest community on the Internet. Yeah. Um, we're very proud of that. We, we deem ourselves sexy Mr. Rogers. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Very informative, very kind. Sorry, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, but we talk about everything, right? We're also like, we, we get questions yeah. of, we have our actual, our AMA episode tomorrow. I don't know okay. when this is released. Cool. Last uh, week, I guess. Yeah, it'll be, la- um, yeah, it'll be last yeah. week. But, but they you... always ask us like everything from like questions about movies to questions about sex. Like we talk yeah. about everything and we're very it. like all about sex positivity, all about kindness and tolerance, all the things. We have to have, we got to have Roxy and Steph on the show yes you should uh because you three are some of my favorite people on the internet Aww, truly it, Navarro. You, I'm we so, love you too i'm so happy anytime i see you guys doing anything because it's like you said you guys have a great community you're so positive you're so great you're so cool 
Um, so we're going to have to have them on and pick their brain about movies and stuff. That'll be great. So, um, and you guys are saying that you have live streams every... Yeah, so every sun, uh, sorry, every Wednesday and Sunday evening mm-hmm. on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And then um, I have my own YouTube channel, which I don't really do as much anymore. I'm literally uh, doing DJ yeah. live streams like That's once a awesome. month. Because yeah. I, I, music is my passion. So um, I'm trying to actually during the pandemic like write music and all this shit more so we'll see it's the best you might hear some music we shall see in awesome. the future i want yeah. to Darina's the best it i told you that's so great cool. look at that look at you so want him cool. you want him over i so made keller cool. like blade runner <laughs> yeah. more you did it yeah absolutely well thanks guys for listening go watch the english patient yes please please i know uh, guys go watch it just kidding you don't have to but if you want to it's like two hours 46 minutes it's on hbo max ray cool. fines is hot and juliette binoche is hot too ray fines yeah. is Boing. It's a bunch of hot people looking at each other longingly mm-hmm. back in the day. And yeah. also, I heard, I don't want to get anybody's hopes or anything else up. Be careful. But I heard there's full frontal female nudity. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say male. I was like, if it was, yeah. If it's Ray Fine's dick? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But <laughs> hopefully, yeah. hopefully some butt. I don't know. But um, There better be. He's the patient, right? Uh, we yeah, got to see so. this man being bathed in a bath yeah, with a sponge. We, I better see exactly. some, some mm-hmm. balls. Come yeah, on, show come us on. some nuts. You got to wash them. They need washing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know they're for sure in the English yeah. patient. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. Uh, go watch that movie. See you then. Bye. Bye.